Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, disaster strikes Sydney. Relentless rain clogs roads, homes and businesses. Thousands told to leave. Queensland's flood damage bill predicted to soar into billions of dollars. An autopsy confirms Shane Warne's cause of death as authorities prepare to bring the cricket legend home. Civilians attacked in Putin's latest ceasefire breach. And restrictions dropped. Book your quarantine-free holiday in Bali. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Tens of thousands of Sydney residents have been ordered to evacuate in the dead of night as torrential rain left homes, roads and businesses waterlogged. Roofs collapsed and drivers found themselves stranded in rising water and still the rain keeps falling. Round two with Mother Nature. Oh, the car's fully floating. Look at it. Look how fast it's floating. Water rose fast, washing out roads. Ooh, the car's flooded. Look. Swallowing bridges. Even leaving a petrol station underwater. At Hurstville, the roof of an Aldi supermarket collapsed. Drivers caught out again and again. No! I can't believe this. People stuck in their cars. You couldn't even avoid it in the M5 tunnel. It was waist deep at Liverpool. And still falling, pouring into homes. Residents sandbagging to stop the damage. Evacuation orders issued for more than half a dozen Sydney suburbs overnight as the storm cell unleashed. Are you right? And it's this additional rainfall on already saturated soils, catchments and flooded rivers, creeks and streams that is giving us an increasing amount of concern. The danger not just in the city and on its outskirts, but in the mountains. Torrential rain triggering a torrent of mud and debris in Katoomba, a landslip just missing homes. We're looking at flooding similar to what we saw last week. Jacinta Lee, 7 News. There's a growing humanitarian crisis in the wake of flooding in northern New South Wales. Medical supplies are dwindling and rubbish is piling up in the streets. Some evacuation centres in the northern rivers are so crowded people are being forced to sleep in the unstable ruins of their homes. We need some direction and some coordination from the military, army, um, aid services. Once we get through this, there is no doubt there needs to be an honest assessment of even in the most unpredicted catastrophe, what, what, what resources are there to provide that immediate support. More than 600 army personnel have arrived to help and hundreds more are on their way. 
The damage bill from Queensland's flood disaster seems to be growing by the day. The state government estimates it will exceed $2.5 billion and that figure includes repairs to roads, rail and infrastructure. The cost of rebuilding private homes and businesses alone will be almost $1 billion. Shane Warne's family hope his body will be flown from Bangkok to Melbourne today after results of the cricket icon's autopsy were confirmed late last night. A private funeral will be held before his final farewell, a state memorial in front of thousands at the MCG. A heartbroken family is waiting at home as Shane Warne's body begins the next stage of the journey back to Australia leaving the forensic facility at Suratani, where an autopsy found he died of natural causes for an eight-hour drive to Bangkok. On behalf of Shane Warne's family, we'd like to thank the people of Thailand for the compassion and honour they've shown Shane Warne. Local authorities are investigating how a German woman carrying flowers was able to ride in the ambulance that escorted Warne's body. She told them she was a friend later telling police she was a fan. Shane Warne is a much-loved figure, uh, not just in Australia, but across the whole cricketing world. He packed a lot into his 52 years, and while his feats were immortal, the man himself was mortal only. From Shane's parents, Keith and Bridget, to find words to adequately express our sadness is an impossible task for us, and looking to a future without Shane is inconceivable. From Summer Warne, your final breaths were only moments away. I wish I could have told you that everything was going to be okay and hold your hand. You're the best dad. Jackson Warne, all you ever wanted for me is to be happy no matter what. You just wanted me to be happy, that's it. So that's what I'm going to do, try and be happy. I'm going to miss you so much. And Brooke Warne, Dad, this doesn't feel real and doesn't make sense that you're not here with us anymore. It doesn't feel right. The sadness of how a legend can just die overseas and trying to lose weight. Warren suffered chest pains before the trip and friends say he had been on a fanatical juice diet. A mate with him when he died, Tom Hall, revealed Shane Warren's last meal. Not juice, it was Vegemite on toast. Olivia Leeming, 7 News. Ukraine says Russian shelling is still preventing the evacuation of civilians from besieged cities across the country. It's calling on foreign leaders to force Russia to observe a ceasefire to prevent a humanitarian catastrophe. Moscow has announced six corridors for people fleeing battle zones, but they lead either to Russia or Belarus. Ukraine's president has denounced the proposed routes as unacceptable and immoral, warning his people to expect a renewed assault on major cities. A third round of peace talks is underway in Belarus. The Kremlin wants Ukraine to give up Crimea and part of the country's east as a condition to stop its attacks. The Prime Minister will deliver another major speech today, shifting his focus to the economy ahead of the federal election. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Taylor. What's he expected to say? 
Jody, good morning. Prime Minister Scott Morrison is expected to outline several key goods and services that Australia should manufacture domestically in order to avoid future supply chain disruptions. In his second major speech this week, Scott Morrison says Australia must focus on future economic security in the wake of disruptions by COVID-19, China's trade coercions and the war in Ukraine. The goods include personal protective equipment, common drugs and medicines, telecommunications equipment and agriculture chemicals like AdBlue, which faced a major shortage earlier this year. It comes after a blistering national security speech yesterday warning an attack on democracy is threatening world order. The challenge from more surreptitious malign activities, espionage, disinformation, cyber attacks, foreign interference and economic coercion, it's mounting daily. We're seeing increasing resort in our region to grey area tactics, where the boundary between legitimate and hostile activity is deliberately blurred. He also ramped up pressure on Beijing, saying that China has more power than any other country to halt Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Jody, Okay, Taylor Aiken in Canberra, thank you. There are calls to change the most dangerous lanes on the Sydney Harbour Bridge after a multi-vehicle crash caused traffic snarls across the city. The driver of an allegedly stolen car careered into oncoming traffic yesterday morning and the vehicle burst into flames. The crash resulted in a peak hour pile-up across several suburbs, prompting demands for a divider between the middle two lanes on the bridge. It won't be easy or cheap on the bridge, uh, but it does need looking at it. The Roads Minister says she'll take advice from experts on a best course of action. Australians are among those who can enjoy hassle-free travel to Bali, with the quarantine requirement for visitors now scrapped. Indonesia has finally reactivated its visa on arrival program for foreigners visiting Bali from 23 countries, including Australia, New Zealand, the US and Canada. The holiday island welcomed back travellers last month, but even fully vaccinated arrivals were required to isolate for five days. Two teenage girls have survived a shocking ordeal held hostage in a Perth motel room. Officers discovered them hysterical and partially clothed after one of the girls managed to get away and call triple zero. They were taken to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Police are questioning a man in his 50s from South Australia over the incident. The first locally acquired cases of Japanese encephalitis have been confirmed in New South Wales. The mosquito-borne illness was first detected in a man from Corowa near the border with Victoria last Friday. He is in a serious condition in intensive care. The second is a child from Wentworth in the state's far southwest who's been released from intensive care. We're being urged to avoid mosquitoes and officials say more cases are expected in the coming days. Tradies could be thrown a lifeline with the Sydney-based developer poised to take over ProBuild. The embattled construction company went into administration last month, putting $5 billion worth of major projects in limbo. Roberts Co has reached an agreement with ProBuild administrators but will undertake due diligence over the next two weeks before signing off on the deal. Almost 800 ProBuild workers are owed $14 million in entitlements. Health insurance costs are set to soar on April the 1st, but there are some new tactics to help customers save money. Financial experts say you should consider locking in a fixed fee in a similar vein to your home loan. 
For Loris Hanlon, health insurance is a costly necessity. It was there when she needed it for cancer treatment. From the time I saw the GP to seeing the surgeon, it was four days. The COVID-induced public hospital crisis has resulted in a record number of Australians signing up for health cover, many terrified of waiting for urgent treatment. But on April 1, members will be hit in the hip pocket. The average premium increase um, this year is 2.7%, but many people will pay more than that. Rises range from 1.09% to 5.33%, but some funds have deferred the premium hike until later this year, and that's where members can fix their old rate, some until 2024, if they act quickly. Whatever you pay prior to a premium going up is actually locked in at that rate. You can certainly get up to 18 months um, um, locked in at the current rate, and that, that could save you uh, about 5 Funds are racing to sign up new customers, some offering cash incentives, up to eight weeks free on hospital and extras policies and up to six months waived on waiting periods. Customers who've held the same cover for more than five years are typically paying an extra $700 annually. Loris Hanlon updated her cover, ditching outdated extras with her new policy leaving her with no out-of-pocket expenses. It's an investment in yourself. Kate Jones, 7 News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones trading more than 600 points lower. The Nasdaq also down. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng also down. The All Lords closed 74 points in the red and the ASX 200 down 72. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,985 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 117 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 73.16 US cents, 84 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. Petrol prices in the US have climbed to their highest level in 14 years as Russia's invasion of Ukraine sends shockwaves through the global energy market. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. Crude oil prices jumped sharply overnight. Morning, Jody. Brent crude jumping up to 139 US dollars a barrel and West Texas intermediate above 130 US dollars, both hitting their highest levels since the global financial crisis way back in July 2008. They have dropped back a little bit since then, as your recent oil price note uh, noted, but they are still notoriously high. This, of course, driven in part by a statement yesterday from the US Secretary of State Antony Blinken confirming that the White House is discussing with European leaders the possibility of a ban on imports of Russian oil. Now, Russia supplies roughly 7.5% of the globe's oil products, so a lot of nervousness there. And this adding to a demand for fuel in the US and driving pe uh, petrol pump prices here far higher. This is coming at a very frustrating time for drivers. We have had two years of pandemic lockdowns and restrictions, which are now starting to loosen up. People are ready to get out there and take road trips for spring break, take road trips for you know the summer travel season. And they're seeing these sticker shock prices at the gas pumps. Americans now having to pay just over $4 US for a gallon of fuel, feeling the pinch, but Australian motorists won't spare them much mind. That equates to about $1.45 a litre. Jody.
Okay, Tim Lester, thank you. The Queen has held her first in-person engagement since catching COVID, meeting Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Her Majesty held an audience with Mr Trudeau at Windsor Castle. The Queen tested positive last month, days after Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall both contracted the virus. She hosted virtual audiences from Windsor while she was recovering. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Northern Lights, also known as the Aurora Borealis, have put on a show in the skies above Sweden. The phenomena appeared just after dark, the aurora exploding with vibrant colour. It lingered until well after midnight, leaving the sky glowing green for hours. To sport, and Australia is celebrating our first medal at the Beijing Winter Paralympics. Team co-captain Ben Tutto perceived his snowboard cross bronze at last night's ceremony, his first medal after three Paralympic Games. Matt Carmichael reports. At the ceremonies plaza, this is one of those occasions when the presenting of a bronze medal for us is as good as any kind of gold. Ben Tudhope, the 22-year-old, already at his third Paralympic Games and an absolute ambassador for people living with cerebral palsy and everyone else in the community in Australia, this is his crowning achievement, a medal earned in the snowboard cross final. don't think it's like the coolest medal I ever had, heaviest medal I've ever had, never been in a moment like that in my life, probably saw it on stage, I was startled because it would just... Feeling that moment was so cool. Being in that moment was epic. Ben will be back to race for gold later again in the bank slalom competition. There's an issue here with the weather over in Beijing that's starting to get too warm. We've got two days now where the Australians will have a couple of days off and hopefully launch back into action live on 7 Plus for the rest of the Winter Paralympic Games. Marnus Labuschagne was the second Australian to fall painfully short of a century as the first test against Pakistan crawls towards a draw. Following Usman Khawaja's 97, Labuschagne fell for 90 on day four in Rawalpindi. Steve Smith and Cameron Green steadied the ship for Australia. Steve passed 50 before eventually falling for 78. The lifeless pitch coming under fire with a draw inevitable. Uh, yeah, it's pretty benign. I thought it might have broken up a little bit more than um, it potentially has and probably taken a bit more spin, but yeah, it has, hasn't done that. Australia will resume at 7 for 449 on day 5, 27 runs behind. The Dragons are set to leave Representative Fords, Tarek Sims and George Burgess out of their NRL Round 1 team against the Warriors. Stem cell therapy to repair a niggling knee problem has Roosters captain James Tedesco feeling stronger than ever. Sort of been, um, you know, hurt enough the games and just sort of getting through. But pre-season's been really good. It probably feels stronger than ever and the body feels really good as well. Angus Crichton says he's fully recovered from elbow surgery and ready to go against the Knights at the SCG on Saturday. 
Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough and low pressure system will continue bringing heavy rain, damaging winds, showers and storms to the east coast. A high in the bite will keep southern WA, South Australia and Tasmania mostly clear. Around the capitals, mostly sunny in Brisbane, heading for a top of 34 degrees. Heavy rain and windy in Sydney, 24. Showers and 21 degrees in Canberra. Melbourne, a morning shower or two, heading for 22. Hobart, cloudy and 17. Partly cloudy and 24 degrees in Adelaide today. Sunny and 35 in Perth. And a possible shower or storm, 33 in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Tuesday, the 8th of March.